0: This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Russian missiles targeted energy infrastructure in multiple Ukrainian cities. President Volodymyr Zelensky tweeted that 30% of Ukrainian power stations have been destroyed since October 10th. Despite losing capacity, Ukrainergo, the grid operator, has preserved electricity in much of the country. A facility in the Zaprosia region was hit by drones, according to the regional governor. Iran has agreed to sell surface to surface missiles and more kamikaze drones to Russia. Iranian sources told Reuters that the deal was confirmed on October 6th in Moscow. After Russia used Iranian drones to attack Ukraine on Monday, Several EU foreign ministers called for fresh sanctions against Iran over its transfer of these weapons to Russia. Britain and France were joined by America in complaining that Iran and Russia violated terms of the UN Security Council resolution that endorsed the nuclear deal of 2015, which America scotched in 2018. Johnson & Johnson reported a strong quarterly profit of $4.5 billion, buoyed by demand for Darzalex, a cancer drug. But the healthcare firm faces formidable headwinds from a strengthening dollar and rising labor costs. Job cuts look likely. j and chief financial officer said the firm is considering right-sizing as it faces reduced earnings in 2023. Liz Truss, Britain's Prime Minister, apologized for mistakes in her signature economic program. Almost all of the tax measures announced in her fateful mini-budget were reversed on Monday. The U-term calmed the market but did not repair all the damage. The Bank of England has reportedly been forced to postpone its sale of government bonds until conditions improve. 30-year gilt yields remain well over 4 percent. They were 3.75 percent before the budget announcement. France faced nationwide disruption on Tuesday as eight unions as well as students began a strike over pay and rising corporate profits. Transport, waste collection, schools, and universities were all affected. The latest wave of industrial action will compound President Emmanuel Macron's difficulties. Weeks-long strikes at France's fuel facilities have led to shortages and long queues at petrol stations. Lafarge, a French cement company, and its Syrian subsidiary, admitted in an American court to paying Islamic State and another terrorist group to keep its business running in Syria between 2013 to 2014. The firm agreed to pay $778 million in penalties. Never before has a corporation been charged with providing material support and resources to foreign terrorist organizations, said federal prosecutors in announcing the plea deal. The head of Germany's cybersecurity agency was sacked over alleged ties to Russian intelligence Ten years ago, Arne Schoenbaum Helped set up a tech lobbying association Among its members is the German affiliate Of a Russian cybersecurity company That was founded by an ex-KGB officer Mr. Schoenbaum had been advised To distance himself from the group But he appeared at its anniversary party In September, raising feathers And fact of the day, $1.5 trillion. The amount wiped off the combined value of American-listed semiconductor companies this year. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Hong Kong's policy address On Wednesday, John Lee will give his first annual policy address as Hong Kong's leader. Most attention will be on COVID policy. Mr. Lee has moved away from the mainland's zero COVID approach faster than many expected. His scope to do so was grimly aided by a wave of the Omicron variant that left thousands dead, but many more with antibodies. Still, restrictions abound. International visitors no longer have to quarantine on arrival but their access to restaurants, bars, gyms, and the like is curtailed. They must still take four PCR tests during their first week. Mr. Li's policies satisfy neither health experts nor businesses. Still, with China's President Xi Jinping currently doubling down on zero COVID at the Communist Party Congress in Beijing, Mr. Li is unlikely to relax restrictions fully. Instead, expect him to trumpet new infrastructure projects aimed at boosting a comatose economy. Meanwhile, the exodus of Hong Kongers and expats, fed up with restrictions and increasing political repression, continues. Nearly 3% of the territory's population has left over the past two years. European inflation has not yet peaked. For the first time ever, inflation in the eurozone reached double digits in September. It is still largely driven by energy prices. But unfortunately for policymakers, inflation is spreading across the economy. On Wednesday, new statistics from the European Union will give the full picture of the rising inflationary pressures. But an early estimate has given a pretty good idea of the damage. Energy prices rose by a staggering 40% in September, compared with a year earlier. Food prices rose by 12%. These prices are volatile and will, hopefully, fall again. But goods and services prices also increased by 5.6% and 4.3% respectively, and will be harder to bring down. In fact, goods inflation seems to be accelerating. Prices rose at an annualized rate of 39% between August and September. A meeting next week of the European Central Bank will have to digest such depressing numbers and act accordingly. Expect another chunky rise in interest rates. Dented Profits for Aluminum Producers From cars to coke cans, aluminum is one of the most widely used metals. But ubiquity and profitability do not always go hand in hand. After seven bumper quarters, Alcoa, America's largest producer, is on Wednesday expected to report a big drop in quarterly operating profits, Aluminum producers' profits are shaped by supply and demand. From mid-2020 prices enjoyed a stunning rise as energy supply issues led to a fall in production in China, the world's biggest producer, and later in Europe. At the same time, demand rose as locked-down consumers drank more at home, boosting demand for aluminum cans and government's planned recovery infrastructure projects. Prices peaked in March, at the highest since 1990, but have since collapsed. Chinese production is increasing just as a slowing global economy squeezes demand. As part of its sanctions for the war in Ukraine, America may now increase tariffs on imports of aluminum from Russia, the third largest producer. If that happens... Expect another spike in prices and profits for Alcoa. Could Oregon Elect a Republican Governor? Oregon is one of America's most progressive states. In 2021, it decriminalized personal drug use. Portland, Oregon's biggest city, regularly holds protests for racial justice. The state has picked a Democratic president in every election since 1988 and has had a Democratic governor since 1987. Yet this year, the gubernatorial race is surprisingly close. Polls suggest that Christine Drazen, the Republican candidate, has an edge over Tina Kotek, her Democratic opponent. Betsy Johnson, an independent, is trailing but splitting the vote. A Hustings on Wednesday night will focus on troubles in Portland. The city faces an increase in violent crime and homelessness. The homeless population of the county which contains Portland grew by 30% between 2019 and 2022, as rents rocketed during the pandemic. Homelessness dominates West Coast politics. Voters in Oregon say it is the most important problem facing their state. If liberals cannot solve such issues, their rivals may be invited to try. Crypto's White Night The vicious drop in crypto asset prices that began late last year has ruined firms across the industry. Crypto exchanges, lenders, hedge funds, and stablecoins saw billions in value wiped out in the spring. Some went bankrupt. Yet in every crisis, there is also an opportunity. Sam Bankman-Fried, a 30-year-old billionaire widely known as SBF, and FTX, his crypto exchange, have survived the industry's route. FTX even injected capital into struggling peers In June, FTX opened a line of credit with BlockFi, which offers crypto banking And in July, signed an option to buy it In September, FTX bid $1.4 billion to acquire Voyager A collapsed crypto brokerage, which SBF's trading firm, Alameda, had previously lent money to On Wednesday, a bankruptcy court will consider whether to let the deal proceed. But regulators in Texas are investigating both FTX and Voyager for securities violations and have asked the court to halt the deal. SBF's winning streak looks in danger. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 BST on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Wednesday Which furry Peruvian migrant has been the focus of films starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. Tuesday What American cultural institution was established by President John Adams on April 24, 1800? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Pierre Trudeau. The past is to be respected and acknowledged, but not to be worshipped.